quick reminder, the hosts of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said on the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. This is Mike Frost, and today we're going to be discussing tax-deferred contributions in things like your 401k, your 403b, and your 457. And the question we're going to attempt to answer today is, do these still make sense? First things first, though. Welcome to our podcast, David, our CEO and founder. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great. Better than I deserve, as you always say. <laughs> hey, we both stole that from someone else. <laughs> Matt, our senior VP, how are you doing, Matt? I am excellent. Happy to be here. And the most important one is Natalie, our producer and marketing director. How's Natalie doing? Here and accounted for. All right. Okay. So let's get into it. So tax deferred contributions. And most people have something called a 401k. So David or Matt, what is a 401k? It's uh, simply a tax deferred savings plan. The reason it's called 401k is because that happens to be the paragraph from the Internal Revenue Code that that uh, created that particular vehicle. Uh, for the first few years that they were around, they weren't very heavily used. A lot of people didn't understand the the benefit of them. Then once once a few advisors and companies started realizing and individuals started realizing the benefit of them, they've obviously been widely implemented virtually every uh, large employer. Uh, well, even small and medium sized employers, virtually all of them have 401k plans today. So most of you listening, you, you're probably somewhat aware of what a 401k is. But again, it's just simply a tax deferred savings plan where you can contribute a portion of your earned income and defer it, meaning you're just you're just delaying those earnings so that you don't get taxed on them today in exchange for getting taxed on them down the road at some future point in time. And as well, oftentimes you'll have uh, employer matches that also further incentivize you to contribute to that plan. Uh, here recently, a lot of more employers are uh, implementing uh, Roth 401k. So I'll let I'll let you talk a little bit about the Roth 401k, Matt, and the differences between a Roth 401k and a traditional. Well, before Matt talks about the Roth piece, so a 401k, 457, 403b, all these, we get to put money in and there's no tax on it and it gets to grow tax deferred. I don't pay any tax on it. But at some point in the future, in retirement, when you pull that money out, that's when the tax bill is due. So that's the advantage of these tax deferred programs. We get to put money away with no tax taken out on it, except when it comes to the Roth. Now, what's a Roth 401k, Matt? Correct. Yeah. So a Roth 401k differs. And this this same from a tax standpoint applies to the um, IRAs as well, right? There's a traditional IRA that's um, similar in how it's taxed to a 401k. And then there's the Roth IRA. So the Roth 401k is is an option you might find in your plan at work that's wrapped into the 401k plan the, that your employer is providing, but it allows you to contribute on an after-tax basis. So those contributions are going into the 401k after they have been taxed. So there's no, you know, quote unquote benefit today or special tax treatment. But once the funds are in there, they, they are tax free in the future when you use them as well as grow tax free. So the growth can be accessed 
tax-free as well. So we have the traditional 401k, tax-deferred, don't pay any tax now. Then we could do the Roth 401k. I'll go ahead and pay the tax and put it in there and let it grow tax-free forever. So a question would come to mind. We've done a podcast on Roth IRAs. Why do a 401k versus just a straight IRA? What's the benefits there? Uh, one of the biggest differences is simply contribution limits, Mike. You can contribute up to, uh, let's see, this year, $19,500 is the employee's maximum contribution limit if you're under the age of 50. If you're over 50, the, the government has what they call catch-up contributions, allowing you to put away more as you as you get closer to your retirement age. So if you're over 50, that limit is $26,000, uh, whereas on a traditional uh, on a traditional IRA, the maximum limit is $6,000 if you're under 50 and $7,000 maximum if you're over 50. So you're saying that inside of a 401k or tax deferred plan with your employer, you can put away a lot more money than you can outside that. So that's a huge advantage. How about um, income limits specifically for Roth IRA versus Roth 401k, Matt? Right. So Another advantage with the 401ks that you're you're maybe offered at work are the there really are no li- income limitations to who can contribute and who can't, right? But with an IRA, whether it's a traditional or a Roth, outside of an employment sponsored plan, employer sponsored plan, there's going to be income limitations and restrictions depending on if you're, you know, single um, and file your taxes that way. If you're married, filing joint. Um, you can only make up to a certain amount of money to to remain eligible for those contributions to a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. Um, and another thing too, and we might get into this in a second, but if you have access to a tax deferred account at work like a 401k, then you're also going to be limited and restricted to trying to defer t- taxes in an IRA outside of that, right? You're not going to be able to kind of double dip and also make traditional IRA contributions and defer those taxes as well. Or you can make the contributions. You just may not be able to deduct it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have lots of clients that are at the income level where they can't contribute to a Roth IRA. Uh, They just make too much money, but that does not apply to them. Like Matt said, in a 401k, it matters not your income in a 401k, you can contribute to a Roth regardless of income, yeah. which is a huge benefit. Yeah. And I've had several clients who, um, you know, we work right down the street from Walmart or Walmart started offering a Roth for 401k. And I had multiple clients who just immediately disregarded because they knew they weren't eligible for the Roth IRA. And so they assumed they weren't eligible for the Roth 401k. And so that's a big thing yeah. a lot of people aren't aware of is they're not handled the same in terms of income restrictions. And so, you know, do your homework. Okay. We talked about income limits. There are none for the 401k, but there are for IRAs. How about investment options? Are the investment options the same for a Roth 401k as a traditional 401k? Yeah, this is a really common topic that we talk about, you know, a lot of confusion around, well, how does a Roth 401k perform compared to the traditional 401k or Roth IRA? And, and, you know, on the surface, when you're looking at, there are no, all these names that we're throwing around and the types of accounts have nothing to do with the actual investments. Theoretically, they could all perform identically if they're all invested in the exact same thing. So from a performance standpoint, they could look identical. Now, there are some things we have to take into account, you know, into consideration being that 
like with an employer, you're only going to have access to certain investment options, right? So that if you're talking about a Roth 401k or traditional 401k, you are maybe limited to only having the options of 10 or 20 funds that they give you access to and those types of things. But those would be the same inside the same employer. So if you got right. 20 options inside right. of employer A, those options would be available for traditional 401k or Roth 401k. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So nothing about, you know, are, am I deferring taxes or paying taxes now? That's a completely separate conversation to how do we then invest the money and how is it performing? Okay. Another difference would be required minimum distributions. As of this year, 2020, if you turn 72, that's when you have to start taking required minimum distributions. So now you have a 401k, you have a traditional 401k, and you have a Roth 401k. What does required minimum distributions do to either of those? So there is no RMD requirement if you're talking about a a regular Roth IRA. With a Roth 401k, there is a distribution requirement. You just have to begin taking it out after you've retired, I guess. Um, however, if you roll over that Roth 401k balance to a traditional Roth IRA, then uh, there is no required minimum distribution requirement because the whole the whole point of a required minimum distributions is so that the government can force you to withdraw that non-taxed money from your IRA or 401k so that they can tax you on it. When you take a, a distribution from a 401k or an IRA, that is basically taking those earnings out of deferral and you're basically adding those earnings to that year in which you take the withdrawal. So the traditional reason or the, the reason that there is a required distribution is so the government can tax you on it. With okay. a Roth, that's not really a, an issue. All right. So, so now we talked about traditional 401ks, tax deferred plans, and Roth tax deferred plans. How does that affect the company match? Does one get it and the other one don't? How does that work? Yeah. So let's say you get a 3% match on your contributions, right? So for dollar for dollar, you contribute 3%, the employer's matching 3%. They are going to typically, right? I guess these plans are very specific to the plan. So you always want to know how your plan's set up and what the rules are. But typically the, the match is going to apply regardless of where your money is going. Um, however, the employer's contribution, their 3% match will always be tax deferred. So even if you're putting your 3% in the Roth 401k, you know, unfortunately the employer is not going to say, hey, we'll, we'll go ahead and pay the taxes on our contribution as well and still, still match. They want the tax deferral from a tax standpoint. So theirs is going to go into the traditional 401k basket. So if I do a traditional or a Roth 401k, it really doesn't matter. The company's still going to match it, but in the Roth portion, the company's going to match it in the traditional side. Right. I'll have to pay tax on that at some point in the future. Right. But it's still free money. Yeah. So we should absolutely take advantage of the free money. Part. Absolutely. Okay. So that brings to the next question then. Well, who should do the traditional 401k? I would argue everyone should participate in their 401k uh, on some level. So let's say that you're just starting out working for uh, your, you're a 20 something just graduated college or whatever, just entering the workforce and you've, and your employer has as part of its employee benefit package, a 401k with a match, you need to participate in that because that is free money. If your employer has a match, that is free money that you need to take advantage of. And with mo the vast majority of 401ks, you 
only get that match if you're if you're putting your own money in. So it, for example, if your employer has a 5% match, you would need to put 5% of your salary in to maximize that match. So our advice would be make sure that you always max out the match. And so that, now Dave is talking about 401ks in general. Right. So now, so I'm that person, which one should I do? Should I do the traditional? Or should I do the Roth? And let's use your example. I'm just starting out 20-something, my first job. Which one would we recommend that particular person? It's, I mean, it is going to be situational, you know, depending on how much they're making, how what their tax situation looks like. Also, what their long-term perspective is on the tax situation. Are taxes going to go up? Are they going to go down? Are they going to stay flat? Obviously, even as advisors, these are, these are answers that we don't have um, definitive answers to or questions that we don't have definitive answers to, but you know, everybody has their opinion. So if you're someone who's very concerned about the future and the future tax legislation that might be passed, um, regardless of your income, you may want to just go ahead and pay the taxes down and put it into the Roth. Uh, you know, if your income's really high and you need, you're just dying for a tax break. Now you might need to balance it, right? You might want to put some in the traditional 401k and get a little bit of that relief today. Okay. So Matt's got to the $64,000 question. It's all about taxes. So the question is, and it'll be different for everyone. What do you believe the taxes will be when you're in retirement? Do you think they will be higher than you're paying today? Or do you think they'll be lower? And a lot of folks have been asking us like, what is the election going to do? And we're not going to pick sides on that, but now's the time to be thinking about tax planning. So if I'm that young person and I'm at a very low tax rate, 10 to 12%, and I believe based off of my savings and all that, and in the future, I'm going to have a great income and my taxes could be a lot higher, then most often we would recommend them to go ahead and pay the tax and take advantage of the Roth. Yes. uh, But again, I will, I will piggyback on what Matt said. It is very, very much situationally dependent. For example, a lot of times what I see is if someone is just entering the workforce and they've got $0 in their 401k or IRA right now, um, they they can put the money into the IRA or 401k, get a tax deduction, and as long as they don't as long as they don't get that IRA balance too big, and we'll we'll talk more about what that means here in a minute, they can fully deduct that uh, future required distribution and essentially you're paying zero tax on the way out. So you're getting, you're getting zero tax on the way in and zero tax on the way out. At some point though, you reach a point in time where that 401k or IRA balance is getting so large that the, the distribution from that cannot be fully deducted. That's the point in time where we would uh, definitely strongly advocate switching from the traditional 401k contribution to the Roth contribution. And just to clarify for the listeners, you're talking about being able to pull that money out tax-free. You're talking about the standard deduction covering that full distribution. Yes. Okay. All right. And as Matt, as you said, someone that's in a very high income right now and at the 24, 32% bracket, and you think in retirement, you may be in the 12, 22% bracket. It would not make any sense to do the Roth now, in most cases, it's not a blanket, to pay all that tax now when you're going to have a lower tax later. And again, the question is, what do you believe the tax rates are going to be in the future? And that'll drive a lot of your decisions. Absolutely. Right. And one, I talk a lot about, you know, we, 
as advisors and just individuals, we always hear hear the word diversification. You know, you need to diversify your investments. You need to own different stocks and bonds and annuities and life insurance. You know, you need to have different assets, real estate. Uh, but we also need to be diversified from a tax perspective. Yes. Right. So we need money in different buckets. We don't have to we don't have to nail it just perfectly in terms of having all of it in one versus another. We just need to give ourselves options. Options are worth a lot. Yeah. Right? I mean, having options when it comes to investments, how you spend your money, how it's taxed, where you can pull money from in retirement is invaluable. So just giving yourself some diversification and having money in different accounts is really important. Yeah. And to add a little color to that, you, what you, you kind of hit it on the, the nail on the head, Matt, when you said being able to kind of pull money from these different buckets, uh, the name of the game when you're, you know, post-retirement, you would ideally like to be in control of what your tax return looks like. In other words, you'd like to be in control of how much taxable income shows up on that tax return each year. Well, if you, if you don't have a pension, pensions are quickly becoming a thing of the past. Most people aren't going to have a pension. So if you think about it, your only source of income for most people is going to be post-retirement I'm talking about is going to be their social security income and then distributions from IRAs, 401ks and uh, Roth 401ks and Roth IRAs. So if you've got to your point, man, if you've got a little bit of money in both 401k, I mean, uh, IRA and Roth, you can control how much you're taking out of the IRA, which is fully taxable. And the rest of it can come from the Roth IRA distribution, which is not taxable. If you can get to that point, then you are in control post-retirement of what your tax return looks like, which gives you um, which puts you in the driver's seat. Right. Right. So now for our listeners that say, you know what, I've checked my 401k and yes, I think I want to do a Roth and maybe they come talk to us or an advisor say, yeah, Roth is good for you, but they don't have a Roth available with their 401k. What would we suggest they do? Yeah. So if you, if you want to contribute to uh, an after tax account or um, not the defer those taxes and you don't have the Roth 401k available at work, we could look to a Roth IRA outside of, outside of your place of employment um, and your employer sponsored plan. But you, obviously you have to be under a certain income threshold to, to have that available. Um, if you, if you're above that threshold and you don't have a Roth 401k at work right now, we're looking for a place where, where can we save money on an after tax basis? That's, that still gives us some tax advantages compared to maybe just a traditional brokerage account. And that's where you can look at, you know, life insurance. Maybe it's not right for everybody, but life insurance can actually be a, a unique, uh, planning vehicle from a tax perspective and give you a place to put money for high, higher income workers or people who are really just saving a lot of money. Um, so Roth IRAs, life insurance, and then also looking at the, the backdoor Roth, right? So this is, there's some moving parts here, but you can contribute to a traditional for a traditional IRA, but not take the deduction. So it's a non-deductible IRA contribution. And then you convert that money. You move that money over to a Roth IRA at some point in the future. So there's some, the ultimate answer is you just need to talk to somebody. There's, a, there's, there's planning that needs to be done. Typically, most people, we, we can come up with some really good options for them. 
You just have to know what's out there and know what steps are appropriate for you. So even if you don't have a 401k Roth version at your workplace, there are still options for you to do a Roth. And as Matt said, just come in and give us a call. We'll talk to us. We'll help you figure that out and we'll walk through. And Matt mentioned life insurance. That's going to be an upcoming podcast. We'll dig into that a little bit more. Okay, so let's recap what we talked about today. So David, you mentioned earlier, if they people had a certain amount of money, they would get the uh, standard deduction. And basically, even if it was a traditional tax-deferred account, they would still be able to get it almost tax-free coming out. And there's a, a, a sweet spot there about how much that would be. What would that be? Uh, again, it's going to be dependent on the situation, whether you have pension, a pension or not. But assuming you don't have a pension and assume married filing jointly, if you've got less than three to $400,000 in qualified accounts, that means 401ks, 457s, 403bs, IRAs, if you've got less than three hundred to 400000 in qualified accounts by the time you reach retirement, you should be able to take a distribution out of that IRA, fully deduct it using the standard deduction, and basically you're, that way you're getting the best of both worlds that I talked about earlier where you're getting to put it in tax-deferred, take it out tax-free. So if you're young and you're just now contributing, like, man, I like to have about 400000 in there. Well, we can help project that, and you should go to someone to project that, and that would tell you, are you going to have a lot more than that, or is that going to be adequate for you? Also, if you expect to be in a higher tax bracket in retirement, now's a good time to consider doing Roths, whether Roth 401k or Roth IRA. Uh, if you're, if you're ex concerned about extreme tax increases going forward, uh, one of the presidential candidates actually came out and said, he gets in, he's going to raise taxes. If that concerns you, you should be thinking about Roth. Okay. If tax rates are equal now and in the future, David, you've done a good mathematical equation on this. Traditional versus Roth. If taxes are the same now and in retirement, they are mathematically the same. That's correct. If that's a big if though, if yeah. taxes are the same, but if tax rates are higher in the future than they are now, then your the Roth is going to be, you're going to be better off in the Roth. If taxes, if you somehow think tax rates are going to be lower in the future than they are today, then you're better off in an IRA or a 401k. And, and we talked just about this too, about 401k contribution limits. These are 401ks, regardless if it's a traditional or a Roth, if you're under 50, you can contribute $19,500. Now, that does not include the company match. That's your contribution. And if you're over 50, let you do, like David said, a catch-up up to $26,000. Now, we're just talking about IRAs, as Matt was talking about earlier. If you're under 50, at $6,000. Over 50, at $7,000. Okay, guys, any last thoughts on 401ks, Roth versus traditional? Well, yeah, one thing to keep in mind too is on the um, on those contribution limits, those change. So yes. those are those are dependent on the year. So next year, 2021, they might be a might little be bit higher. higher. They kind of slowly increase those over time. So make sure you stay on top of, if you're someone who's wanting to constantly max out your Roth IRA, make sure you knew, know each year that you know comes around what the new limit is if they've, and then maybe they've increased it. And the other thing I would add, as you talked about, Mike, you said if you're concerned about extreme tax increases in the future, contribute to a Roth, that's true. But also if you've already got a bunch of money in IRA and you're concerned about extreme future tax increases, consider doing Roth conversions. That's where you take money out of an IRA and convert it to a Roth. Absolutely. And as a, a little additional disclosure, 
always make sure you talk to your CPA, right? Yes, so on this absolutely. tax stuff, w the three of us weren't CPAs for a reason, right? <laughs> so we we know enough of the tax stuff, uh, you know, from an investment standpoint, how do we position assets? But we always want to get that final thumbs up, final kind of stamp of approval from your tax advisor or CPA. Man, that's a great lead in because on a future podcast, we're going to have one of the CPAs that we do business with and actually partner with on some of our uh seminars she'll be joining us here and then in another podcast we're going to have a local attorney talking to us about getting our wills and trust and things like that so all of those are upcoming podcasts so please stay tuned also if you have questions that you'd like to have for for any of us for our future guests please submit those and here at the end natalie you do a wonderful job thank you for producing a fantastic podcast david matt Great information. You guys are wise beyond your years. So that's it for today. We have a parting shot here as a thought of the day from Zig Ziglar. You are free to choose, but the choices you make today will determine what you have, be, and do in the tomorrow of your life. Zig Ziglar. That's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. We look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mach-1financial.com disclosures.